this is Joy Foster. I'm the founder of Tech Pixies with Rick Mulready, who's out of California. Rick is my mentor. My, I'm in Rick's mastermind. And uh, really, he taught me everything I know about Facebook ads. <laughs> and when I was petrified of doing Facebook ads, and I know a lot of people in our community, at the Tech Pixies community, are afraid of pe Facebook ads, petrified of Facebook ads. Um, they're not even doing them. They're so scared of them. And that's where I was when I met Rick. So Rick, thank you for being uh, with me tonight on the podcast. Um, and of course, if you're listening to this when it's not live, you'll be listening to it at whatever time of day. But thank you for making the time for me. Absolutely. Always. What we're going to talk about is Facebook ads. Now, I want to talk about the elephant in the room first before we dive into this conversation about Facebook ads, because I know a lot of people are talking about it. Um, so a bunch of... Are they? Uh, well, a lot of people in my community are. Um, okay. So a bunch of um, huge brands are boycotting Facebook ads uh, for the month of July. Mm -hmm. And some companies have said they're banning them for the rest of the year. Yeah. What's your what's your thought on that? I want to know because you're like the pro. I, I, you know, I jokingly said, are they talking about it? Because honestly, I really haven't heard. I mean, I've seen the articles. Yes, there's been... There's press around it, but like in the online space, in our world, my students, communities, it's not really, it's not really getting talked about. I think it's getting talked about from the perspective of like, look, like what they're doing and, and the, the decision that they're choosing to, to make, I totally get it. And I totally get why they're getting, why they're doing it. Um, totally support that. Right. But we have to remember too that these are massive brands. These are Coca-Cola and Unilever and, you know, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of ad spend, um, but also in, in revenue, right? Billions. Um, so they, they can afford to do that, that sort of thing, right? And we have to remember that we are not Unilever. We are not Coca-Cola. And, um, you know, in boycotting because of hate speech and so forth, totally support that you know like the, the the platforms need to do a better job and i don't have an answer right I, I don't think they have answers unfortunately right now either like they need to do a better job of 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 this and but it's a, you know it's a super tough thing to you know for lack of a better way to say it, police it on the platforms right but yeah. as as advertisers i mean frankly i think it's a great opportunity for us as advertisers to now there's going to be a little bit less there's less competition right and that's honestly the way that i look at it because if the way i look at it is there's always something going on when it comes to facebook and instagram do i do i approve or whatever of the things that happen all the time heck no i don't but you have to remember you have to take it sort of in the grand scheme of of things like if they're, the, Facebook and Instagram are the best and most efficient and cost-effective platforms to advertise your business online, period, right? Yes, you can do Google and stuff like that, but it's not for everyone. But to, if you want to be advertising your business online, you got to be on Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so you got to play by their rules, unfortunately. Like if we're in their sandbox, we got to play by their rules. Now we get to make that choice of, of do we want to be on there or not for whatever reasons we, you know, we get to choose. But, you know, when it comes to this elephant in the room, if you will, I, you know, there's all, like I said before, there's always something going on. There's always news. There's a, and we can choose to listen to it. We can choose to not listen to it. And I don't mean like turn a blind eye towards things. I'm not saying that I'm not saying ignore the things, but we have to put things in perspective too. Right. We are advertising our businesses because we are trying to help people. We're trying to make a bigger impact. We're trying to support our families. And so I think if we approach it from that perspective, and I'm always talking about being thoughtful through value and integrity and all that stuff and how we're advertising, I think if you approach it like that, you, you're going to be fine. Right. And I'm really interested. June wasn't a good month from an ads perspective. Like mm. I know a ton of people who said that June was a rough month from an ads perspective, like their costs were much higher. Whereas early on in COVID March, April, May, 
they were great months from an ads perspective. And then June wasn't a great month. So I'm really interested to see how July is going to be, you know, new month. Yes. But also where these big brands are not on the platforms, what's going to happen? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. It's interesting. Well, I think it's really interesting because I actually asked the same question in our mastermind group and we have a lot of really successful business owners in there. And one of them, and I won't say the names just because I don't want to, I didn't actually ask for permission, but I, what she said was so important. Um, she said, the big reason I'm not stopping ads is that they help her to find the people who desperately need her products and services. And then yeah. she said, she wants to make a massive impact and her ads help to make that possible. She said, I'm not stopping my ads as well because the ads support my family and the families of my teammates. And she said, um, you know, huge companies can stop their ads for one month and still make an enormous profit. But a company like mine really depends on ads. I want to keep hiring and not have to lay off people. So I thought that was really strong argument um, from a, you know, a, one, a wonderful woman who hires a lot of people. And, um, and I know, like, as I've been sitting there, like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, for me, I, I understand the boycott. I totally understand it. I also mm -hmm. agree with the fact that you know, we, we know that our ads, Tech Pixies ads, find the right women for our program that otherwise would not find us. I mean, that's the beauty of Facebook ads is they go find the right people. And yeah. in April, you know this, we had 4,000 women signed up to our free training program. We had 1,000 women actively go through it. And then we had this beautiful cohort of 110 women who were just really excited to be in our program. And they were really excited that we found them. And I get emails all the time from people who you know, went through every stage of that training. You know, some of them are doing the training now and they couldn't do it all live. And, but I get, I got an email last night just saying, you know, the free training changed my life. So mm -hmm. I know that the training that we do, um, changes people's lives. And I also know the only way we can reach people is Facebook ads at the moment. I mean, that's, that's the number one way we reach people. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's giving you, like you're saying, Joy, you have this amazing opportunity to have such a huge impact in what you're doing in your business. I mean, you're literally changing the lives of the people who go through your, your programs, right? And well, they so, have to do all the hard work. <laughs> well, but right. But if you're not, if you're not offering that, then they're, they're not going through it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's the whole, you know, they could, for example, you know, go find things on YouTube or whatever, watch a free video, but they're not going to act on it. Right. But they're, they're, they're jumping into your launch they're learning from the free training and then investing in themselves to further themselves, further their business. And thus it's that whole ripple effect that you were just talking about from that person who wrote that post, you know, they get to help their families. Let's just say their, their business grows, they get to hire people. And so it's a snowball effect in how we are able to not only support our families, support ourselves, but also support the economy by hiring people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and I think what's really interesting. So one of the reasons I had to work yesterday instead of today was because I was involved in a social impact training and I'm, I'm what's called a social entrepreneur. So I'm trying to solve a problem in the marketplace with an entrepreneurial idea. And that problem, as I see it, are economically invisible women. So women who um, haven't been working, maybe they've had eight years, 20 years off um, out of the workplace, or I'm working with women who have come out of low tech backgrounds, uh, maybe teaching, maybe nursing, and they want to move away from that and go into something that's a little bit more flexible, a little bit more um, technical, but they don't have the skills. Um, and so, you know, we're also working with women. We have a, a, actually a, a rather large cohort of women at the moment who's uh, children are disabled and at home and they can't actually leave their homes to work. And so learning how to use social media uh, helps them to actually work flexibly around their family's needs. I mean, we have so many incredible stories of women who have seen total transformation by learning how to use social media. Now, I always say it starts with social media, but you know, there's a whole, as you know, in the online business world, which is what we are both in, uh, the, 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 like learning how to use social media, learning how to do email marketing, learning how to have a website. Those are kind of the basic steps you've got to do. And then you can start to do other things. But one of the most powerful things that you can do, and you refer to it as a superpower is, you know, getting, getting over your fear of, um, doing Facebook ads and, yeah. you know, and, and really doing it, you know, deploying, optimizing, you know, scaling. And that's something mm -hmm. that you talk about in your masterclass which mm -hmm. 
I have linked to in the show notes and it's also linked in the email that we sent out. But let's just talk about why Facebook ads are a superpower. Um, what, what does that mean? It means I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing ads now for 10 and a half years. If you can, if I, it's like so weird for me to say that, you know, I've been doing ads for, since they were that little ad in the right hand column when there was like a little box of the image and then a few lines of text and that was it. And, um, so I, I think that's what it is, is I've been doing this a long time prior to that. I was in the corporate world and I was in online advertising, um, both from, I mean, I, I ran the gamut, operations side, account management side, and then and then towards the end, the last six, seven years, I was selling. And so <clears throat> when it comes to online advertising, it, it just frankly comes easy to me. I've been doing it now for 20 years at Facebook uh, ads for 10 years now. So it just like, it just comes easy to me because of the background, because of my interest in it. And I just, I just love it. I love, it's a, it's a puzzle, right? That we have to, and you know this, we have to be, patient with it and we're trying to put the puzzle pieces together to be able to just like you just said joy like to reach the people that we want to be able to help through our advertising because if we're not able to get in front of them we're not able to help them and the, the thing about it is when it comes to you know i but the superpower if you will of ads the thing that most people don't realize is that they're always looking for like the advanced technique, the advanced strategy, like give me the, give me the higher level stuff when all that is great is well and good. And it has its place, but nine times out of 10, the reason that somebody's ads aren't working, or if somebody says, what should I really focus most of my attention on to get the, to set myself up for success with these ads? It's the fundamental marketing stuff, meaning understanding the target audience who we want to serve. How do we serve them? What problems do we solve for them? And being able to communicate that and then having a solution for that challenge that we solve for them. So we, and we run ads for that. None of that is advanced stuff. That's like basic marketing 101. But what is very hard for a lot of people and was extremely hard for me was the mindset piece, which comes before anything else. Yep. So let's talk about that and, because- And no one wants to talk about that. No one- I wanna no talk one, about it. <laughs> well, no, I, I do too. But, but no one, no, whenever someone, whenever I bring up mindset when it comes to ads, they're like, what? Like, just give me the, tell me how to write copy or, or give me like, how do I read the numbers or, or whatever, you know? And it's like, all that's important, but you have to start with the mindset. So I actually wanna ask you, because you did have that, like you were running up against the wall when it came to ads, like, I don't feel, I don't, I'm not really ready for it yet. I'm afraid of ads. Like what were you afraid of before starting to run ads? Well, let's just say I wasn't actually afraid of using ads. I was afraid of doing them myself personally. So I actually hired an agency to do ads. The because first... you were afraid of losing money? Yeah, I was afraid I couldn't do it. You know, I was okay. like, I'll screw this up and I want to work with a pro that knows how to do it, right? Like yeah. that's that's the way I looked at it was like, sure. and, and partly we have to remember, like I raised money for my company. So yeah. I had other, I had shareholders money at stake if I screwed up. And so I thought, well, let's go to an agency. They know what they're doing. And um, it was really tricky and, and we didn't lose a ton of money. I pulled the ads really fast because I could tell I know enough about conversion rates and about cost mm -hmm. per lead. And I knew enough to know these, it wasn't working. And um, so I made the decision to pull them really fast. And then we invested in PR. So mm -hmm. again, like I was like, oh, ads don't work. So I'm going to invest in PR. We put a lot of money into PR. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it kind of worked. We got one big um, article in uh, Stella, which is a big magazine over here in the Telegraph. And that actually led to one student signing up for sure. We, there you <laughs> we go. Know we got there's, there's, one money, there's money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most expensive student. Um, and, and, and then I pulled the PR ad, uh, PR money. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then that's actually when I found Amy Porterfield. And mm -hmm that's when I learned how to build an online course properly. Like I think one of the, I think everyone signs up to Digital Course Academy because they wanna market and sell their course that they've already built. Mm -hmm. And then they get into Digital Course Academy and they go, oh my gosh, I did not know how to build a course. And that's what happened to me. I was like, 
I built the course the total wrong way. I had 45 minute videos. I had like no support documents. I had no slides. Like I did it all wrong. And so I went through Amy's course and I rebuilt the whole thing. And then she said, you know, the best way to get your students on the course is the webinar. So I did the webinar launches. And then she said, and if you want to do Facebook ads to kind of supercharge your, you know, the, the webinar registrants and everything else, um, you need to learn from Rick. And so she had a training in there and I watched your training and you made it seem so easy. Um, but I still didn't want to do it. And um, I was still scared about it. And we actually hired a digital marketing manager and I, um, I had her do the course and I was like, okay, you do the course and do what he says. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so she ran the first good CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am a good CEO in that way. Mm -hmm. So she ran the first three ads and they actually, you know, we got, we, they worked, we, we, we launched um, cohort 14, 15 and 16 all online and it was with her help. Um, but I didn't know anything about, um, I, our cost per lead was quite high and I didn't really understand that side of things. Mm -hmm. And she actually left. So she left, she got a really big job um, at a university and she was, you know, we're still in contact today and I think she's amazing. Um, and I think she would have figured it out if she'd stayed, but she left. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta like, now I gotta find someone new. And so I did hire someone new and then um, she came to my house and we literally binge watched your whole course in like 2X speed. Cause I had, a, I literally had a launch that had like go up like now. Mm -hmm. And I had done one strategy call with you when I was thinking about joining your mastermind. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is what I wanna do. And you're like, nope, that's not what you wanna do. You wanna do this. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So we redid it all. and. And I just, I just remember just that whole experience was like painful and like hard and, but the end result was incredible, you know? And I think that's, I think that's a lesson for everyone that, that things that are worth doing are, are sometimes really hard and you've got to like, you know, you got to climb the mountain in order to see the view from the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened to me was you know, when I got on the strategy call with you, you're like, Joy, you can do this. Like this is, there's not, there's nothing magical about this. It's like, you just got to follow the formula. I gave you the formula and just like, <laughs> just do it. Like, just I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> I didn't say that everybody. I didn't say no. that. <laughs> well, you, you have a few times said to me like, come on, Joy. Well, yeah, that's different. Well, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> it's different than saying what's wrong with you, Joy. Oh yeah, no, you've never said what's wrong with I me. I challenge you in a in a in a smart, positive way. Well, Again. and here's another comment. Lorna says, um, definitely worrying about losing money and if it doesn't work or having to spend a lot to be effective. So Lorna, let me just say, first of all, um, Rick he's got a great master class and the link is in the the show notes and also in the copy. And actually he talks about how you don't have to start with a lot of money. Uh, and he gives some great examples uh, of people who are now in our mastermind, actually, uh, our mastermind, in Rick's mastermind, um, but I'm in his mastermind, um, of people who started small. And, and why is it important to start small and not big on ads, Rick? Well, you got to test to see what is going to work. And the cool thing about, uh, about ads is that you don't have to spend a lot of money in order to see what's working. The cool thing is, is you're going to see results like, quote unquote, good, quote unquote, bad really quickly like you're going to know oh this is working oh it's not working i mean you're, you're going to know within a few days and then once you dial in what's working then you can start to scale up from there but the 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 misnomer that people have is that like oh i need to spend you know whatever hundred dollars a day or something and you don't need to do that i mean you could you could start off with i mean if you're looking for conversions which is mostly what I teach, meaning you want people to sign up for a lead magnet or an opt-in or a webinar, or videos, whatever it is. Or, yeah. yeah. Then, you know, you got to be looking at like 20 or $25 or pounds, you know, at, at least per day. Right. And that's just to kind of give yourself a fighting chance. Um, but that you don't need to spend hundreds a day in order to do that. I mean, you can, if you, you know, everyone always wants to know, like, well, how much should I spend, Rick? And the answer, the easy answer is, and, and the, 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 the no-brainer answer is, well, how much can you afford? Literally, how much can you afford to, to, to start testing? Then 
once you get ads going and you start to look at your numbers, which you and I talk a lot about is knowing what your numbers are, because when you know your numbers, then you can make super informed decisions about how much you can be spending on your ads. Because then the, the quicker that you can get to figure out, okay, my earnings per lead on this launch was whatever, $40. Yeah, wait, let me just stop you there. We, I gotta, my, this audience is so new to all this. I wanna just do a little yeah. bit of key terminology speak. Sure. So they'll know if they've gone through the TechPixies course, we always start with key terminology and we work our way through. So I wanna talk about a few things because I do understand this now. I feel like I yeah. really do. And, I've, and I'm proud of myself for understanding this. Um, when Rick is talking about a conversion, what he's talking about is, is something called a custom conversion, which is what you teach. And it's how you set up an ad so that if uh, someone fills out, let's say, let's just talk about the free training for Tech Pixies, because I think that's a great example. Mm -hmm. So we had an ad that was up on Facebook that 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 4,000 people gave us their emails, you know, from, and that's a conversion. So what we said was put this ad out on Facebook, show it to women in the UK. And there were all sorts of things we said around their interests and their age and what all that stuff. And then, and then what the ad said was, hey, we've got a four-part free training series coming up. And if you want to join us, um, sign up. And, and I gave all the details of the free training. And then there was a sign up button. And then they went to the website where there was literally just fill out the form. Tell us where, where, you know, what your name is, what your email address is, and give us your phone number if you want us to call you as well. That was something we asked them as, as well. And then, then what hap has to happen, of course, is you have to have a reason for collecting those email addresses. And I think this is a mistake that people make. Like, you shouldn't just collect email addresses for the sake of collecting email addresses. You've got to think about what you're going to do with them. In TechPixie's case, we specifically were going through a four-part free training series, which was leading to our big course, our 11-week transformational signature course, which is called Social Media Magic. So the, the end game for us, so we did 10 days of ads. It might have been a little bit more, but we did 10 days of ads to get people to sign up to the free training. But then we had a whole series of emails that reminded people to show up for the free training and then mm -hmm. would say, hey, we're going live with the free training. And then another series of emails that said, hey, you missed it, but here's the replay. And, you know, so and that went on for about two weeks. And then we do the webinar sales pitch of the program that we run and we only do it now. Um, three to four times a year. Thanks to Rick encouraging Good. me not to do it every single month, but I learned a lot doing it every single month. I'll yeah, admit that. Sure. But so when we're talking about conversions, that's what we're talking about. Now, when, when Rick's talking about earnings per lead, EPL, what he's talking about is the the person that comes in on the free training, you've paid for them to come in on the free training, basically. Like I paid money for someone to join my free training. That's how it works. Then the people at the very end, when they buy, they pay me to do the bigger program. And so there was a cost per lead, which is how much money I spent to get someone into the free training. And then there's an earnings per lead, which is how much I earned per lead that came in. So you look at the total amount of money that you make, and then you divide it by the number of people who perch, uh, the number of people who went through your, um, mm -hmm. your conversions, and then you find out what your, your earning per lead is. And the rule of thumb is that your, you want your cost per lead to be less than your earnings per lead, because then you're making more money than you're losing. But this is the point of the ads. You don't want to just throw up ads and get email addresses without a point, right? There needs to be a point where you actually make a sale because to your customers, whether that's on a live webinar or free training or email sequence or, you know, PDF, whatever, you've got to, there's, you've got to do something with those conversions. Is that a pretty good summary? I mean, couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, and so just to just put, you know, a number behind two numbers behind that example right there. So if your cost per lead to to Joy's point to bring somebody in to sign up for the to your for your emails and for your launch, just as a number is five dollars, and your earning per lead at the end of the launch is twenty dollars, that's a pretty big gap. And and the bigger the gap, the better, because meaning you paid $5 to bring somebody in, but per person you made 20. So that's like saying, all right, um, you're gonna pay me $20, I'm gonna give you $5 back. And I'm like, all day long, please. And so that's- <laughs> And that's why people do it. That's why, I mean, that's why people do it, right? Once they figure, and this is why it's a superpower. Once you figure out the formula, once you start to make some money, it actually becomes fun. And that's what you were saying. It's like a game, you're playing a game. And it's, you know, and what, and it's a formula and you, it's a numbers game. And once you learn the numbers, you know, and the, the, the most important thing 
right? I mean, you should you should be trying your your product or your service should be enhancing people's lives. I mean, at the end of the day, we're talking about we're just going to assume that if you're going to put money into ads and you're going to drive people onto your mailing list and you're going to connect with people that you've got a reason to talk to them that you're trying to help them, you're trying to enhance their life in some way. And so, you know, it's not, it's, it's meant to be, you know, for a good reason, which is why both of us like the idea of ads. But, but, and and just to, just to add to that, the numbers and the stats aren't the sexy part. (laughs) Like no one wants to look at the numbers and look at the stats. They maybe do want to look at them, but they don't really understand what they mean. But then the stats are really what paints the overall picture of what you need to improve or what you need to double down on. Like, oh, this part's quote unquote broken over here. Oh, I can use this stat because to, to, to be able to, to determine that, oh, I need to make some improvements to, to change that, to, to bring this number up. Or like, holy cow, this is working really well. Okay, cool. My stats are telling me that. Now let's double down on it. And that's what where most it, that's what is sort of the superpower as you're talking about joy is like being able to look at those things, to be able to look at the stats, identify where the opportunity is to either increase or decrease, and that is the difference between people who are going to scale their business and grow their business really quickly, and ones who are just going to kind of stay status quo. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'm just thinking about all the, ta- the like the, the ways that I looked at the stats from our last launch. And mm-hmm. let me just, you know, let's go through another key terminology here for those of you who are new to some of the conversation around online businesses and online courses. A launch is basically when someone decides to launch their course. And, and it's some people have courses running all the time and some people open and close them. At Tech Pixies, we open and close the enrollment. There's a lot of reasons why we do that. But um, we have an 11-week program, and it's very specifically, we go through those 11 weeks. So we have to open and close it. And so a launch is the period before you open what's called the cart. You know, you open up for sales or open up for enrollment and the time you close it. And then, you know, that whole period. So just want to clarify that word for some people who might not be familiar with it. Um, I think one of the interesting things, and Jenny's actually here, Jenny Kendall, she was the one that was doing our, she was our digital marketing manager before she went off and got this big job. Um, but Jenny and I, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest changes for me with, um, the ads where we started to improve the cost per lead, and this means reducing it, right? So usually when you first start out, you, your messaging might not be quite right. Your pictures might not be quite right. You know, and I, and in fact, I said this the other day to somebody, I said, and I think in the mastermind, I was like, the best way to test whether or not you resonate with your audience is to throw an ad up because your cost per lead is going to dictate whether or not the words in your ad and the pictures in your ad resonate with the audience you've created in your ad. And what was happening to us is we had really high cost per lead. And I, and if I think back to my very first ad, it said, um, (laughs) It said, uh, upskill with modern technology in order to take control of your future. Like that is literally what it said. Now, I'm, I'm impressed that you remember that. Well, I only remember it because I was so frustrated. We ran the ads three times and we got the cost per lead down a little bit, but it was still very high. And so I posted in, uh, in Amy Porterfield's insider, um, insider mm-hmm. group. And I said, um, can anyone help me with this before I like had you involved in my mm-hmm. life? But I was like, can anyone help me with this? Why is this not working? And like one gal who's become a good friend of mine, she's like, I have no idea what you sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> what is it? She's we, like, I don't get to, it. <laughs> we have to write like we're talking to a fifth grader. Right. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. It's just like you have to write and be able to communicate so that anybody can understand what it is that the heck that you're saying. Yeah. So if you want to fine tune your message, just throw a bit of money behind Facebook ads and try and just get a conversion and see what happens. You're going to find out really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And so then when we launched again, and that's when I had your help as well at that, by that point I'd already changed the copy, but then the copy was like upskill with social media in order to return to work, change careers to start a business. And then suddenly our earning, our cost per leads just like dropped dramatically because suddenly it was like, Oh, you teach social media. Oh, you, I can go back to work with your skills. Oh, I can mm. launch a business with yours. Okay, I'm in, right? And that was the big shift. Like, it was yeah. huge. It's clear on what you do, who you do it for, and how 
and what the benefit is for them. So yeah, I love it. It was huge. And, but then what was really cool is that the earnings per lead stayed the same. <laughs> so when the cost per lead went down yeah. dramatically, we suddenly had this big shift in the financial stability of the company, which was really important <laughs> because at that point, you know, I mean, it's so funny when you're, when you watch someone grow a business, you don't see the ups and downs the way that they see the ups and downs. And people don't talk about the ups and downs for good reason, because you don't want to scare all your clients. Um, but you know, there are a lot of ups and downs, especially when you're getting started with something new that you'd never done before. And, you know, for tech fixies, we were never an online business. We were always a face-to-face -face business. So shifting online was a huge shift. And then moving towards Facebook ads was a huge shift. I mean, me doing them myself, that was a big deal for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're never going to know whether they work or not until you try them. Yeah. I mean, because they could have just like just like for your business, Joy, they could have the biggest, you know, rocket fuel, if you will, behind getting more leads into the business, meaning many more people interested in, in what you're doing. But you wouldn't know that if you're not giving it a try. If you're not trying and testing out ads, you're never going to know. And so it's kind of like get off the sideline. You don't have to spend a ton of money to do it and test it out. Right? Yeah, and test it out. But I would it. say test it out with you know obviously if you're in the online space you've got to learn how the online space works so you got to mm -hmm. test it out in that you know understanding how it works meaning you've got to you you're generating leads using a lead magnet or a free training or a webinar and then you're actually sending them the lead magnet you're nurturing them you're doing a webinar or a free training sequence you know and you're selling them something like you yeah. don't just throw the ads up there and not have an end game you want to sell people something in order to be in business right and that's a big lesson i've had to learn like oh in order to be in business you actually have to sell things to people so hopefully <laughs> i know that sounds crazy but i've spent a long time thinking that money was you know profit was bad and I'm embarrassed by, you know, money. And I've, I've had to work on my money mindset massively, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but, and that's this, I mean, circles always back to mindset for me because one of the big things that happened um, when we were going bigger and bigger with the ads was when the coronavirus hit, I was like, I want to do something really to help. And, um, and so what I did, which I think a lot of people would have not done, and I got a lot of coaching around my mindset on it, uh, from you and from the other mastermind, uh, people. And then also from Dr. Shannon Irvin was I, you know, doubled down on ads in like the, like the worst time of, you know, when a lot of people would have thought it's the worst time to be marketing and worst time to be pitching something. I was like, I want to help as many people as I can. And that's the mindset I came from when I finally got there. It was like, hold on, I've, I've launched seven times. I know what my numbers are. Um, I know there's a big risk in doubling down in coronavirus, but if I double down on ads, I get to help 4,000 people. And that's, you know, that was what it was about for me was how many people can I actually impact in a short period of time who are really hurting right now. And we yeah. did, we, we really did. We, we had 4,000 sign up, we had a, a thousand go through it. And that was an incredible experience to have a thousand women actively going through the free training and learning stuff. It was really magical, really magical. And let me ask you a question. You had 110 people join, is that right? Yeah. So do you think that, and nothing against the thousand people, nothing against them at all, but just from a psychological perspective, do you think that the people, the 110, women who are going through the program are going to see bigger results in their life versus the, the 900 people in who didn't purchase, who went through the launch. Yeah. I mean, 100%. And I, I, and I have a lot of respect for the women, you know, a lot of women have to make a decision. Do I, do I spend this kind of money or not? Our, our course sure. is not cheap. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women were waiting, you know, to see what their financial situation was like. We also offer scholarships. So if someone's on, government benefits, what we'd say in America or universal credit in this country, mm -hmm. oh, I've got a T coming. Um, we had scholarships, so uh, there was no barrier. If you were an active student in our free training and you were on government benefits and you still really wanted to be in our program, we had a scholarship program. Mm -hmm. um, and that was amazing because those women worked really hard to get into our scholarship program and they got their scholarships. But I will say, you know, it's that kind of um, people value what they pay for. And, 
you know, and, 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 and we offered a 12 payment plan. We even dropped um, all, we even had a fee that we dropped because of coronavirus. Like there was something, you know, and it, and it was just, I, I'm trying to think of the thing that someone said to me the other day or that I listened to on someone's podcast, but it was like, um, you know, what you pay for what you value, you value for what you value, what you pay for, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we, we, we are seeing amazing results from the women who paid and, and it doesn't mean that the other, you know, 890 women won't have some incredible results. In fact, right. I've got emails from people with incredible results. Um, but we also did something in that launch that we will never do again. And we gave away uh, the whole first three modules of our 11 week program. So I think some of the reason why people are getting results without having done the full program is because we actually gave away some of the program and they actually took the time to do it. Uh, we'll never do that again. But that was something I did because it was important for to give back during a really stressful time for people. And I knew that if they lost all their income, that they needed something to get started. And many of them have told me they're coming into the next program. Like they can't wait. They, they want to be the first ones to sign up and all that stuff. So that's what's really exciting. I want to point out there for everybody listening, one thing that, and I know that, that it comes across in talking to Joy, just meaning like you listen to her on a podcast or lives or whatever, Joy's values show up in everything that, that she does. And if you just heard what, this is, this is Coach Rick coming out right now. If you heard what Joy just talked about, her values are so important and so at the center of her business that they lead all of the decisions that she's making. And that is the basis of success in a business. And we talked a lot internally in, in, our, in our coaching program during COVID and, and how to navigate and all this. And Joy, you were very clear in what you wanted to do. And like there was, and there was, and I don't mean this in a bad way. Like you were like, no, I'm doing this. And that's a good thing because you were aligning your actions with your values. And that is so, so important and a great lesson for people who are building their business to have, be secure and strong in their values and let the values dictate the types of actions that you take. But I, I, I agree with you. Like you have to have your values set. You have to know what matters to you. And, you know, and sometimes when it, um, you know, feels scary, you've got to kind of dig deep and say, well, why does that feel scary? And then how do I, you know, how do I overcome that? Um, fear. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think we, we both know Dr. Shannon Irving and, you know, she's, I found out about her through you and mm -hmm. um, just understanding, you know, the mind matrix and the, you know, reversing your automatic thoughts and also um, brain priming, all those things really, really helped me. The, the morning affirmations. And of course at Tech Fixes, we already teach visualizing your future and having a vision board. And, you know, but I think one of the things I love about you, Rick, I mean, Here's the deal, guys. You can learn Facebook ads like from anyone, right? You can go onto YouTube. You can learn them on YouTube. There's people in the UK you can go learn them from. I mean, I know who they are they, they, and, and they're very good at what they do. I mean, there's, you can go learn them from anyone, right? But the reason I want you to learn them from Rick is because, well, first of all, I learned them from Rick and I think I, I mean, he's amazing. Um, but what Rick just said about me, I would reflect back on Rick. Like he, and he's, it's not about the numbers for Rick. It's about, it's about so much more. It's about, you know, one of the things that Rick's been pushing me really, really hard on um, is, uh, is to change, is to make decisions out of my future self. Like to make decisions out of, you know, if I was the, I mean, I have this like on my, on my thing, I have a sticky note and it said, says, would a multiple million pound business owner do this right now? Like that is Rick, right? And his point is, you know, I want you to, you know, do less and make more. I want you to have, you know, I want you to, I don't want you to stop. Rick would tell you, I want you, Joy, I want you to stop working 60 hour weeks. I want you to start spending time with your children. I want you to start rekindling your husband. Like, I want you to do that stuff. And I want you to hire out a team that's going to help propel the business forwards. And I want you to stop editing videos and I want you to stop sending emails and I want you to stop doing the social media and I want you to really become the CEO of your business and the CEO of your life and that's why you should learn from Rick 
right? It's not like the Facebook ads. It's like, it's like tech fixies. You know, we teach social media. It's not about social media. It's about changing your brain. It's about changing your mindset. It's about becoming the person you want to become and making decisions out of that place of the person you want to become and not making decisions out of, you know, where you are now. Um, because if you make decisions out of where you are now, that's where you're going to stay. Uh, you've got to make decisions out of your future self. And so that's why you should learn from Rick, right? I mean, this is my deal. Like you've got to learn from him because he gets it. He gets the mindset aspect probably more than anyone else I've worked with, which is why I'm in his mastermind, because that was his promise to me. His promise to me was I'm going to teach you how to stop working all the time and how to build an impactful business without having to be run into the ground. And that's, you know, which is going to happen, right? And we and I and I speak I say that from some from experience. Like when we try to do everything ourselves, when we want to have the 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 true impact that we want to have in whatever kind of business that we have, we can't do it ourselves. Like we it, we're going to we're going to run ourselves into the ground. You know, physically, emotionally, mentally, all that stuff. <clears throat> and again, I speak from experience. I've been there multiple times in the past six and a half years. But the mindset of I don't have to, you know, the harder I work does not equate to more revenue that I make in my business. Mm-hmm. And most people are like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, cause there's plenty of examples out there of people working 60, 70, 80 hour weeks to try to get something going and it's just not working. Whereas, you know, right now I'm working about 25 ish hours a week right now. Um, and we're on track to do our, our best year yet in the business. And, we're and that's what you believe in. I mean, you genuinely yeah. believe in that. Like, and yeah. that's what I love. And a huge part of that success for you and for our mastermind has mm-hmm. been using Facebook ads, which is why I think it's, which is why I wanted to get you on the podcast. Cause I want to, yeah. I really wanted to share the, some of the success We've had a tremendous amount of success in the last year. I started working with you, I think in October. So it's almost, we're almost at our, you know, not quite at our one year anniversary of working together, but um, you know, I just stepped into a different person when I started working with you. Uh, And, and I think what I loved about working with you as well is that you, you know, and the reason I did the mastermind and do the mastermind is because it's an intimate setting. You know, I can really, I can really, it's not, you know, thousands and thousands of students. It's, you know, sure. a small group of, of dedicated students. And I love that. Yeah. Um, but this isn't about your mastermind. However, if any of our Technixies <laughs> want to join your mastermind that you do have places opening up, I know, cause yep. it's, it's, um, yep. it's, yeah, yep. they've just opened up again. Mm-hmm. Yep. So something to check out. Yeah. And well, and it, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just say they should also be following your podcast. So mm-hmm. where can they find your podcast and what's it called? Uh, it's called The Art of Online Business, um, formerly The Art of Paid Traffic. Uh, wherever podcasts are listened to, the show is on there. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, um, the show is there. Yeah. Now, I, we have a couple questions from students. Are you able to sure. take a few questions? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And do you have any final thoughts while I'm looking up these questions? Yeah, I think just want to comment about the ads. You know, I built my business on ads. So I started in January 2014. And granted, I've been running ads for a few years at that point. But I, no one knew who I was in, in six and a half years ago. I had no email list. I had no social media following. I, had, I, had, I was starting from scratch. And, you know, I had this same imposter syndrome that so many other people have. Like you mentioned Amy Porterfield. She's a, she's a dear friend of mine now. She had literally literally written the book on Facebook marketing back then with Mari Smith and somebody else, I forget who it was, but like Facebook marketing for dummies. And so I was like, well, who am I to be teaching Facebook ads? There are these, all these are the people who, you know, there are these big names, quote unquote, who people know, no one knows who Rick Mulready is, but I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And I started building my ads or excuse me, building my business on ads, using ads to do a webinar sell into a course teaching people how to use ads and that's how like that's how i've built my business now granted i started a podcast my current podcast i started it 2015 i I think wow so i've done 404 episodes now on the podcast um so yeah there's an organic reach that the podcast does very well but my point is is that i built this starting off small starting off slow with Facebook ads. 
Yeah. And, you know, because Instagram ads weren't around back then. But so again, it's about starting small and you can absolutely like, that's how you fast track your business growth is through ads. And, but, and the best part about this story, Rick, is you did that with your business, let's say five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it with my business now. So yeah. the, the, we're still in a period of time where this works to build a business and to scale a business. So I think that's important too, like is not just to say, oh, well, he did it five, six years ago and now it's going well and now you can't get in the game. You can still get in the game. And when we talk, it is a game, like you said already, but yeah. you can still get in the game now It's it, and, and you can still build up. And, and again, both Rick and I are coming from a place of wanting to help people, right? Rick wants to help people get their amazing products and services out to the world like tech fixies. And mm -hmm. I want to help women who are trying to work, change careers to start a business. Right. And so we're, we've both got a really big aim and it's, they're both about impact. And so yeah. that's the beautiful thing. Now I knew this was going to come up because you're not necessarily uh, your program is definitely geared more towards the online uh, course creator, online service provider yeah. coach. But um, one of the questions that came in was from Didi and she says, are Facebook and Instagram ads good for a product-based service? Um, she's not looking to get people to sign up to a lead magnet or a freebie, but wants to build awareness around the company. Um, and she said, to clarify, my husband is a musician slash sound engineer who has a, an AV production company where event planners and bands can hire him to set up the stage audio. Oh, I know what you're going to answer to this microphone speakers, et cetera, for a live show at an event. He wants to increase his client base. I know the answer to this. So, um, more event planners know about his service. Can ads help with this? All right. All right, Rick, tell me what the answer is. Cause well, I think no, I know I what you're going to say. Answer. I want to hear your answer first. No, you tell first. A hundred percent. Like you, the, you can get so specific on your targeting that you can literally target event planners. You can target, you know, local band, like you, you can get so specific with your targeting on Facebook and Instagram that you can get in front of them with your message about what, um, Didi, is that right? Yeah. Didi, about what your husband is doing for his AV company. I mean, you can get right in front of them. You could do, um, like, I, I'm picturing something like, I'm just grabbing my phone right now. Grab your phone, get in front of the phone, and introduce, this is Didi's husband, introduce himself, um, talk about what he does, how he helps, um, you know, event planners and so forth. Just as an example, you know, for more information, visit me here or call me here, whatever. You can get right in front of your ideal customer. And that's like a super, super simple, you know, example I just gave, but absolutely this can help. And the beauty of doing like a video ad like that, for example, is you could literally, literally be spending pennies on like a 15 second view of the video. So we're talking like very, very, very little cost. I love that idea. So I was thinking, and you can tell me what you think. And of course, I'm not the one to advise on lead magnets. We know this because yep. <laughs> they're not always my favorite thing. Um, but I was thinking, like, if he knows what the common questions that people ask about an event setup could be, like an AV setup, what yep. he could do is he could create a lead magnet, which is just a breakdown of, like, your ideal setup. And then he could have information on, like, hey, and you can hire me to come in and do this whole thing for you. Um, so he could do a lead magnet to do that. And then he can follow up and, and actually talk to people who give him an email and reach out to them on a, especially when you're first starting, reach out to on, on a one-on-one -on -one basis and really understand what their needs are and answer all their questions. And then that, then make the sale from the phone call. So I also like, you know, the add to add to call, or even the, 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 the idea of a lead magnet that covers a lot of the common questions that he'll get from someone pre-event or like a checklist, you know, the, the checklist that you need for that kind of 100, stuff. 100%. And the mistake that most people make in this kind of instance here is that, so what I recommend doing based on what Joy just said, I love the idea. This is about <clears throat> adding value to event planners from the AV perspective. Meaning what I, and, and what I, what, what most people, what most AV people wouldn't want to do is like give away their secrets sort of thing. No, give them away. And this positions you as the go-to AV person in your area or whatever it is, because most people would think about it like, well, no, I don't want to give that away because then they'll go take that and hire somebody else. Fine. That's fine. But you're still being positioned as the go-to because you are giving that information away. So I love the idea of a checklist, like things to think about, things to don't overlook or... You know, I don't know what the terminology is from the number one mistake to make at an event 
you know, like bad sound. <laughs> yeah. And, and or, or like how to improve again. I don't know what the terminology is um, while cutting your budget in half or something like that. You know, like what are event planners trying to accomplish while spending the least? And so be be known as the resource for that and start building your email list that way. Well, Didi's really excited about that. She says, thank you. That sounds great. Um, Perfect. Okay. And then one more question next. I know you got to go, but Michelle says, um, you mentioned the advertising to have email and some kind of giveaway. Do all ads have to have this or can it just be about an upcoming course trying to understand so I can pitch to a current client? So I have a thought on this too, but I want to hear Rick's. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, we always want to be building our email list. So the, the quicker that you can be building your email list, the better. However, there is absolutely a place in your overall marketing efforts to be sort of, I'm saying like at the top, what we call at the top of the funnel, basically. So where your awareness, where you're trying to create awareness around you and your business, you're letting people know that you exist, what you do, how you help people. And so one of the best ways to do that now on Facebook and Instagram is through video is again, we're going back to, and again, guys, don't overthink the video, grab your phone and just start recording. Literally, it's that easy. Um, but there's absolutely a place you know, for, for your marketing at the top, quote unquote, of the funnel, where you're doing awareness, you're letting people know who you are, that you exist, how you help people, the benefit of working with you. Um, I mean, then you can get more, a little bit more advanced and do cool things like in, like retargeting people who watch your videos and stuff like that. But to answer the question, at the top of your funnel, absolutely there's a great place for awareness. And Facebook will reward you if you are consistently doing like video ads, for example. And again, we're only talking spending maybe $5 a day. We're not talking about a lot of money. When you're ready to build, you know, to get conversions and people to opt into your email list and stuff like that, if you're doing... Um, ads on a consistent basis, Facebook's technology, if you will, behind the scenes will reward you because you're running ads on a consistent basis. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. And I think the one thing I would say, Michelle, is when you are pitching to someone about an upcoming course, just think about what the goal is, right? Like, I do think it is wasted money just to be like, hey, we've got an upcoming course and then not have any kind of conversion from it, right? So where you're going to see the ROI or the return on investment is if you say, okay, I want to generate a hundred leads for this course, or I want to generate 50 leads for this course or a thousand leads for this course. And that you actually put the custom conversion in place, which Rick teaches you how to do uh, in his course, but you put the custom conversion in place and then you're able to track how many people actually sign up for that upcoming course through your ad directly and how much money you made back. And I will tell you from, um, you know, from a, from a tech pixies perspective, uh, the ads were the game changer for us because we suddenly were able to get in front of the people that we um, were, that were the right fit for us. And I think that's the most important thing. Like we went and found people and we're like, you need us. And then they said, yes, we do. And they signed up. So, you know, that's the beauty of it. Uh, oh just, my goodness. Just to add to that real quick, Joy, talking about mindset, you didn't magically start blowing up your ads, meaning in a good way, the first time you ran them. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, but most people will try ads for like two weeks and they don't work and they're like, oh, Facebook and Instagram ads don't work. They stink. I'm not doing them. But it's like, wait, it's only been two weeks, right? Like, it took you how long to get traction? With your ads. Yeah, I, well, I think, well, we did eight launches in a year, which is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it took me three launches to figure out that my copy wasn't right. Um, yeah. And then suddenly changing the copy was a thing. I will say one thing that you did for me, Rick, that um, probably, well, two, well, you did a lot of things, but let's just, let's just talk. If I were to like give my 20% that gave me 80% of the results, like, let mm-hmm. me just give you that. So, uh, so one thing was getting the copy, right? That was really important. Um, the second thing was, was being a bit more daring once we knew what the numbers were, you know, what we knew what the conversions were, was to put a little bit more in. And I yeah. remember saying in the mastermind, oh, I want to, I want to try the same amount of spend. Cause the very first thing I did, the very first three launches I did, I did the same spend for all three. Mm-hmm. So yeah. then I was like, okay, I want to try the same spend for three more. And I really want to, com- you know, get those numbers solid. And you're like, Joy, like it worked when you went up. So why wouldn't you go up again? And it, and it was understanding that actually I didn't have to do three launches at the same level. I could actually, 
I could actually take what was working and just go to the next level. And, um, and then, and it's really interesting what you just said about that kind of, I, if I look at my very first um, campaign that we ran, mm-hmm. uh, I spent 20 times that in the last one, 20 times that. And that was all about the brain, right? And so the last final piece I just want to leave with everyone, and you know this is the Tech Pixie way, and you now know it's the Rick Mulready way, (laughs) it is not about the freaking ads, and it's not about social media, it's about your brain. And it's about challenging yourself to say, why am I limiting myself? Like, what is stopping me from doing the things that I really want to do? and and how am I and then and then and then actually jumping and the net will be there and we're not saying go put 10,000 pounds into Facebook ads we're not that's not what we're saying we're saying if if putting 50 pounds into Facebook ads is scary for you like it was for me when I first started the first step is to put 50 pounds into Facebook ads and realize that you don't die and then you know maybe put another 50 pounds in and then maybe put another 50 pounds in and if you're starting to get some results then maybe think about okay well let me let me increase that by a percentage now Rick's masterclass tells you exactly how much to increase that percentage by so if you haven't uh, already there's a link in this um, podcast also in the show notes please go watch it because he gives you some incredibly sage advice, even in this time period, which I think a lot of people are nervous about doing ads in. Um, so Rick, man, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You make it easy. You really do. And it's been so fun and continues to be fun to watch your progress. Here's the deal. And, and we'll close on this. I promise. Uh, otherwise I will keep you forever. But so during lockdown, when my daughter stopped going to school, my husband was like, okay, I'll do the homeschooling. Well, I said, we both said, okay, we'll do the homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And I lasted about three weeks and I'm like, I can't do the homeschooling thing. Like I'm not a homeschooling mom. And if you, if you follow me personally on Instagram, you'll know I put up Jennifer Allwoods. She just did this whole thing. Like maybe some of us were not meant to be homeschooling moms. Like let's not beat ourselves up about us. Have zero guilt about this. Let it go if you can't. But what I did do was I did what I do best. So my daughter loves horses. She wants to be a horseback rider. She really like, she wants a horse one day. And because of all the mindset training I've been doing, I would normally say to her, or I would have my old self, right? We're talking about the old self and the new self. So Mm -hmm. the old joy would say to her, Hey, you know, we just don't have the money to pay for that. Like that's the, what's, that's what the old joy would have said. Like, I'm sorry, babe. I know you love horses, but we just don't have the money to pay for that. The new joy says, Hey, guess what? I've got this guy in my mastermind. His name's Carrie. He's got a t-shirt um, course online to learn how to launch a t-shirt business. Why don't we make horse t-shirts for little girls and you can like do the marketing on Instagram and we'll set it all up. And then the profits from this business will pay for your horseback riding. So that's what we've been doing for the last three oh, months. Really? Yeah, we've launched Yeah, the Lucky Horse Girls. You can go see her on Instagram. We've launched her Instagram account. I've taught her everything. She's doing it all herself. Um, we've launched her products. The website's not working, but Carrie's working on that. So we've, you know, we've got the t-shirts up and running. You can buy the, you know, um, I'm just a girl who loves horses, t-shirts, all this stuff. And, you know, so that's how I did homeschooling, right? I just did it my way, but I did it the new joy way. I didn't do it the old joy way. And I was like, you can, it's the same concept. You can, you can give a man a fish or you can teach a man to fish. You know, Mm -hmm. I could have given my daughter riding lesson money, or I could have said, Hey, why don't you go figure out how to make the money yourself? Because that's financial independence. And what I'm doing in my business is helping women who are financially dependent become financially independent. Like that is the goal. And, uh, and, and thank you very much to you, Rick, because you have helped me become that myself. And I think, I don't think people understand the real power that a financially independent woman has, Mm. but it's huge. Well, thank you for saying that because that is what, and I literally just recorded an episode this morning called Inside My Business, which is going to come out next week where I talk, well, I, I mean, I open up my business. I talk all about what I do in the business and what it is now. And I talk about the deeper purpose and my deeper purpose took me literally six and a half years to figure out, but I got there, which, you know, and, and I talk about it and it's exactly what you just said is I want to be able to help entrepreneurs like you create successful businesses so that you can be the example for your kids. Mm -hmm. 
So now you said your old self would have said, we can't afford that. Well, that's how I grew up, right? I grew up in small town, New Hampshire, very blue collar family, middle class, money doesn't grow on trees. We can't afford that. No, you know, all this other stuff. And grant, my parents were always just doing the best they could, but like I grew up with such a financial lack mentality, mindset, scarcity, and I want to change that. And I've worked for years on improving that. And so I know that when I can help someone like you have that kind of transformation, your daughter now sees that as, you know, it changes your daughter's life, right? And that's the whole reason why I do what I do. So I'm glad that, um, thank you. I didn't know that story. So thank you for sharing that. It's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. That's now what really I have worked out. That is the purpose of Technixies now. You know, it is the mission of Technixies is to take economically invisible women, make them economically visible, take them from financial dependence on partners, on the government, on their spouses, and make them give them the tools so that they can start earning money. And, yeah. you know, and, and what I'd say, you know, the, maybe the difference between you and I is I'm getting people just started. And then I hope I have students who move on to work with you because there's really, there's, there's amazing power in, in setting up businesses that change people's lives. And, and yeah. I think, you know, it, and, and again, it comes back to believing that you can do it and, you know, and then, and then taking those brave steps forwards. And that's what this whole month of July, if you're, if you're listening to our podcast in July, it's all about getting started, you know? So this is about getting started with Facebook ads. We've got um, people coming up in the next few weeks that got started with podcasting and get mm -hmm. started with an online business and, you know, all that stuff. So awesome. Rick, thank awesome. you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Joy. Always, always a pleasure. Oh, whenever you need me to be here, I'm here. So thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Speak to you soon.